What is up, guys? <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, anyways, welcome back to a new episode of H2W Podcast, Zoomer's Take on Fire. This week is a pretty special episode, I gotta say, because we have um, a very special guest. His name is Afu, and we'll have him introduce himself to you after the break. But we'll be talking about NFTs, and yeah, I'm sure you guys, y'all have heard that word floating around somewhere, so let's dive into it. All right, welcome back. So, Afu, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone who's listening? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Afu, and I guess for the past uh, almost year now, I've just been living and breathing NFTs, basically start to finish every day. It's all I've been wow. thinking about, and it's all I've been doing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That one year is a, is a pretty, I would say, like pretty early time to get into NFTs. Like, uh, what what was your kind of pathway into it, or what was the catalyst? So, my friend, he was a close friend. He told me about it around last year Christmas, mm. and I didn't buy my first NFT until I think March, February, March of twenty twenty one. Oh, wow, uh, nice. my first NFT was it was called a bitcoin angel by trevor jones it was 700 dollars and i bought it during a 15 minute break at work and then <laughs> the next day it was five thousand dollars and i thought huh there's something here i <laughs> i haven't sold it yet i'm i'm still holding on to it it's the first nft i've ever minted and it's still sitting in my wallet nice Ooh. okay wow. 15 minute breakout work. That's just, I think that <laughs> itself probably captures a lot of listeners like attention. Um, was that pressure just like building up and then like at break, you're like, I just got to do this. My friends been yeah. talking about, about this for so long. So mm-hmm. on my break, what the, it was called an open edition. So instead of having a specific amount of them created, uh, there was an unlimited amount, but a specific amount of time. And it was 10 minutes. And I remember walking around to each of my coworkers like, yo, does this look cool? Like, should I buy this? Should I do it? And then when it got to like the last 30 seconds, I just clicked the buy button. And I guess that's how I got started. Wow. Wow. So I guess like circling back. Oh, I guess should we like explain a little bit what NFT stands for? What it is really? Yeah, go ahead. Offer, you want to take that or? Yeah, let me Google what it stands for real quick. (laughs) Non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a very new space. So, like, not a lot of people actually know exactly what it means yet. I mean, like, Afu was pretty early, and he said it's only been a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I guess I understand broadly what it is, but I've never really gotten into specifics of it. How I understand it is Mm -hmm. you own a certain piece of the blockchain and then you can tie anything you want to it. It can be an audio file or an image file. You don't actually own the image, but you can, you connect the two and then you trade around the token. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's intrinsically tied that, that token, whatever uh, blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. Right. What's what, what, uh, I guess, in in your experience so far, what is generally? I mean, I guess you guys can answer this too, Kevin and Derek. But what's usually which blockchain technology or currency is being used like most most widely for this? Uh, it's always been Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Solana recently has been popping off. Mm-hmm. 
it's been getting a lot of steam because there's no transaction fees in Solana. Yeah. Or very low, very low. Very low. Yeah. Um, I can talk about that a little bit because I talked to Afu about this and I asked him about why he doesn't like Solana as much as ETH. Oh. ETH is Ethereum, right? Just shorten. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Solana definitely is really nice for new people coming into the platform because if you look at ETH projects, they're kind of, they're kind of insane, right? Right off of, like most of right. them are kind of expensive. Yeah. Even like entry level ones are at minimum, like even 0.1 Ethereum is like an entry level project, but that's already right. like $300, yep. 350. Yeah. Like the $70 days that you were talking about, or was it 70 or 700? Uh, seven hundred is oh, when 700. I bought my first one. Wow, you went in deep. Or yeah, yeah. You were... <laughs> he had he had confidence. Yeah, right. So Solana is kind of nice for people that are kind of starting in the NFT space right now. But do you want to give me some insight, like why you don't like Solana as much as ETH right now? Uh, Solana, just from the outside, I haven't really dived deeper into it, but. Mm-hmm. If I just personally wanted to go create a project and I could start it with 10,000, mm-hmm. I could have five Ethereum and I could personally alone make the floor five Ethereum. I could go around because there's no transaction fees, fake a bunch of, it's a really hard to do because there's 10,000 wallets, but I could go around, mm-hmm. buy like a thousand of them with the yeah. same five Ethereum for myself without telling anybody about it so people don't see it happening and then i announce it later and then when people show up to the project they see oh the cheapest one is five ethereum and it already has a history of like one month of being bought by other people mm-hmm. and you could trace it all you could but no one really puts in the work to like you won't you don't go to a recent sale and you see oh who's the person buying it who's the person selling it right because like technically <laughs> so you're just worried about like the the pumps the pumps that can come from it right yeah it's like any like youtuber anyone that's famous can kind of just come in and, with solana and just wash pump trade. it yeah exactly just just wash trade all the way up um, basically yeah so do you want to explain that because like can you explain like what you're talking about like you're talking about floor pricing you're talking about um trading pushing like the the contents up so like what so is it, you also talked about how the, your first NFT, there wasn't like a set supply. Right. So like, so what is the supply generally for most NFTs and all of that? Well, uh, generally people have been doing less, but there is a time board ape yacht club is really what started it mm-hmm. where every project was doing 10,000 per project, which is when they would mint 10,000. And then the floor price is the cheapest one uh, out of the entire project. So you just go to the project and you see what the cheapest one is. And if the cheapest one is one Ethereum, the floor price is one. So if the cheapest two are one and 1.2, if you buy the cheapest one, you raise the floor up to Mm 1.2. And the floor price is generally how people value a project in whole. And I, whenever I like to Whenever I see a project and I want to buy into it, what I learned was there's mid tiers, low tiers, and high tiers. The best ones to buy is either the top 1% of rarity or the floor, because that's where all the liquidity is. If you buy a mid tier, it will take like 
five times as long to sell, but if you buy a floor, you could just drop the floor by just a tiny amount and it'll sell in like an hour. Because yep. people always just rush to the cheapest one. Even if there's like 10 at one Ethereum and there's one at 9.99, that 9.99 will sell first most of the time. Interesting. So you're saying anything below the floor will sell extremely flat fast. Cause like a yes. lot of people have talked about how NFTs aren't as liquid as like stocks. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it's one to one. Right. It doesn't right. matter how much the project is selling. Somebody has to be willing to buy your specific one. Exactly. Yeah. How, how has your experience been with that? Like with selling NFTs? Uh, floor pricing has been interesting because if a project is at, if it starts at 0 0.08, which is usually when projects are selling, mm -hmm. And the floor is at one. That means every NFT under one has to have sold, which sounds basic, but that means that you could have That's bought anyone. You could have bought the worst one. And if you list it at 9.99, for the floor to get to one, yours has to have sold. Hmm. Which is why the liquidity is easy. And then what I've seen is the floor isn't support, right? Support hmm. is bought offers placed on each nft the floor is resistance so right. when you see a project really pop off like between like 0.99 and 1.1 there might be 10 nfts listed and i've seen this happen a bunch uh but then like 0 0.01 to 0 0.5 or 1.5 i mean there's only like two or three so mm -hmm. the second the one like barrier gets broken, it shoots up to 1.5 and then people just almost the entire community just agrees, oh, okay, this is the cheapest one. And then that's how fast floors can move. And then everybody that bought it, the one already profited. Dang, that's crazy. I want to I wanna circle back because I think we're diving pretty pretty deep right now. And yeah. I think <laughs> someone who's like listening about uh, NFTs for the first time might be lost, but... Mm -hmm. um, Maybe a question like uh, someone might have that's new to this space is um, why NFTs, right? Because I think a lot of people, when they think about investing in our in our podcast, this space is kind of primarily talking about um, reaching financial freedom and figuring out ways to uh, invest, uh, whether it's through the uh, stock market, through real estate, through um, you know, side hustles, or even just expanding your uh, working on your career. But um, as, a, as NFT is a growing space, um, off of what, it, what I guess kind of what are the reasons why um, you're choosing this space to go into versus, I don't know, something more common like the stock market or um, maybe just crypto in itself, for example? Uh, I think of NFTs as an Ethereum multiplier. So Multiplier, if, wow, really? Yeah, so if holding one Ethereum, if it goes... The point of NFTs to me is to outpace Ethereum, right? Mm -hmm. If you can out trade it even by the tiniest amount, if you buy something for one and sell it for 1.1, you've already out traded Ethereum no matter how much it's ran, right? Mm. Right. So you think it's like a leverage yeah. play on crypto? Yes, basically. Yeah. And okay. there hasn't been an F NFT I've bought. There's some people that say they're in it for the art but <laughs> i i'm pretty sure 99 percent of people aren't in it for the art 
They're right. They look at forward prices every day. They check like who's listing for what, and then I I even see people get mad at each other when there's like a couple NFTs that share the same trait, and then you see the floor get lowered on that specific trait, and then they're like, "Who is this person? Why would you lower the floor of our trait?" It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's the direction we want to be going. Right. Interesting. Yeah, because I think for most people, or like when I was doing initial research about NFTs, it was this idea that the community is can be equated to like the art community, where you look at a piece of art and it's like non fungible, which basically means like it's non replaceable. Like there's only one of its kind, um, and so people value certain things. And I think if people watch the news or have heard about NFT on the news, they've been kind of this space where a lot of people have been flocking to to kind of make profits and kind of sell things that are non fungible. And so, like a common example is like the NBA selling like sports clip, or there's like arts um, artists who make a set amount of designs and then sell that. And that's what Off was talking about too. Um, mm. So I think it's interesting to bring up that it's. I mean, in your opinion, it's looked at more so. As a way to leverage Ethereum, which is cool, and then also, kind of more like aside from the art, it's just about like outpacing that market, and so it's it's interesting. Yeah. Do you did you are you like um, prior to entering the the NFT space, were you pretty like invested into crypto as well then, or did did you enter uh, NFTs and then also enter crypto as well? So, uh, the first NFT. I, what really shot me into it was about a month after um, my first NFT purchase, which was the Bitcoin Angel. My friend that initially got me into NFTs told me about a giveaway somebody was doing. And, you know, it was also at work. I used to work at Nordstrom. (laughs) I would go into the stock room and on my phone, I entered a giveaway and I didn't really think much about it. Uh, I entered this giveaway from this artist called Beeple, mm. B-E-E-P-L-E. And I, uh, so and at, they said they picked the winners and I didn't get anything, right? So uh, I assumed I didn't win. But then at night, they were like, oh, uh, the winners haven't been airdropped yet, but here's a list of the addresses that won. And I didn't check the addresses because the chance of winning was 100 people got it out of 17,000 people entering or something. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I woke up and on my phone was an email that said, somebody offered $30,000 for your NFT. And I thought, huh, this is a scam. So, <laughs> I... so just just for listeners, when he said that 100 people got it out of like 17,000, that's, that's less, that's 0.5% <laughs> chance yeah. of winning. <laughs> It was, it was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. <laughs> but uh, the first thing I did was I went to my computer and I checked and it was sitting in my inventory and I, the offer immediately from when I got up from my, somebody already took the 30,000 offer. I got up from my bed, I went to my computer and then the next highest offer was 40,000 by the time I logged on to my computer. <laughs> I, I, the, I wanted to sell it that day. I, the first thing I did was I called my friend. Uh, I should name this friend. 
uh, we'll say yeah, give Bill. him a name. Yeah, okay, nice. So I called Bill, and he he told me not to sell it. He told me to close my eyes for like a month. Don't sell it. Don't think about selling it. <laughs> <laughs> and I listened to him because he he's the one that got me into NFTs. And then since, uh, so NFTs are interesting because there's it's like a stock where the stock price is the cheapest floor, right? Mm-hmm. But there's such a low market cap because there's only a hundred people that own it. Right. So the as they got kept getting bought up, there was there's only like nine there's 90 people that think of a how how much it's worth if 90 people think it's worth a hundred thousand dollars and 10 people think it's worth thirty thousand dollars when those 10 people finish selling it if all if all 100 people agree it's worth a hundred thousand dollars then that's how much it's going to be worth mm-hmm. uh and then what happened was people went and auctioned a one of one and he sold it for 69 million dollars which i think was really the catalyst (laughs) it was the catalyst for nfts really because that's what got it on the news everybody Mm -hmm. was paying attention now like why would somebody pay and i think it was he was top 10 right he he is in the top 10 of the most expensive art sold by a living artist Mm -hmm. and after he sold that Within two days, I got an offer of Ethereum, and I took it. That's that's insane. Yep, that's crazy. Uh, I I immediately pulled out. I sold like around half of it, which I still regret. Which it's it's hard to be in the NFT space without regret because everybody around you is making money. Like profits, profits though. Right? Yeah, I pulled out half, which was a comfortable number, and then I re- I invested the rest of it back into the NFT ecosystem, mm-hmm. and it's been treating me well. Yeah, that's a crazy story, dude. That's definitely yeah. one that will uh, be told for the generations of, yeah. of hosts. <laughs> this is so cool. Like, we're just gonna look back and play this episode to like a bunch of people. And be like, yo, you hear this? Yeah. This is like history happening. And. I, they tell you not to tell people that you won like an insane amount of money, but I went around and told my coworkers and everybody was happy for me. Mm-hmm. It, it felt good because it wasn't some secret I was trying to keep, right? It, it was like, I was, it was the, I was the crazy person at work, like for three months, only talking about NFTs, right? I was, I went around to everybody. I was like, yo, this, like this project just tripled overnight. Like we got it. This is something we should be looking at. And, uh, the entry, I think it took like five minutes and I told all my managers, I had three managers and like five coworkers. I had all of them enter and, <laughs> and they're like, why would I spend, why would I enter? Like this guy's like, why do I want to win a digital piece of art? So it was like the first time I could say, look, I'm not crazy. Right. Ooh, right. That's so sick. but that's so uh the i think 108 people want it and it costs eight dollars once you win the nft you have to pay eight dollars for it i think that's that's because it was cheaper back then right because like gas fees wasn't as insane yet no i'm pretty sure the gas fees was more than eight dollars it was just like oh it it was just 
I think it's a, like a tax thing. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get it for free. Right. But that was, aside from my first Bitcoin angel, I've only ever put $8 into the NFT ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this definitely, this, just for our listeners, this is definitely not a um, common route the people no. entering into this space. Um, that's that's really cool to hear. Um, I did have a follow up question, and it's it's kind of related to um, uh, NFTs as a whole, like right now. Because um, are you doing this full time, Afu? Uh, <laughs> when I won that, I quit my job about a, a month later. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> But today, you, you said, I mean, you said you're, um, I think earlier you were saying how you, from, from, from day till night, you're thinking NFTs, right? Yes. Uh, it's more, it's not like I'm buying and selling NFTs start to finish every, every day. It's more of, I'm just reading about it, reading about new projects, seeing, because mm-hmm. NFTs can just pop up overnight, so you don't want to miss anything. Yeah, right. It's like hard because you sleep and then you wake up and you see that a project like launched overnight and it already has 10x like since minting or 14x have you looked at mechaverse the one we both were looking at last week mechaverse oh Oh my god did that take off but oh yeah i showed these two too like right before (laughs) last week before the show i showed both of these guys mechaverse it literally popped off guys i showed Andrew like this. this looks so good the cheapest Mechaverse on the market right now is 7 Ethereum. Oh, see, it went up. Since, okay, so I showed Andrew right before the show. It was 6.44 Ethereum. It's 7 now. And you know what it launched at? 0.25 Ethereum. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yep. Uh, and then, so that project gave uh, every raffler that won the chance to mint two of them. Yep. And... Usually projects before this, it was, you would, every person would be able to mint 10 at a time and then as much as they wanted. Mm -hmm. But this one they did, everybody could only win two because how NFTs eventually get distributed is like stronger hands that hold on will get to see the price go up and weaker hands sell to stronger hands. That's how I've noticed that projects go up mm-hmm. and the more people, the more unique owners that are in one project, the better it is because no one person can dump on you. Right. can just like list 10 below the floor because they want to get out of a project. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, a project that I bought into was cool cats. They originally released for 0.02 Ethereum. And because that was relatively cheap, there was a bunch of people that bought as many as they could, like 100 to 200. And the project took about like three months to really get anywhere because they needed to wait for the unique owners to go up. And for that, they needed the whales that bought 300 to sell along the way up. Hmm. But with Mechaverse, the floor price is already insane because with everybody having two, no person can really like blow up the floor really quickly right, right. and cause any panic. Yeah. So, so that's like, like um, in the beginning stages though, right? Cause like, it, so when, when they're already minted 
someone could technically go and just buy everything up at once, right? Yeah, you, right. Could, you could sweep the floor technically. Yes. But uh, right after Mint, it was three Ethereum. It never it got, it, it never started any less. Most projects, yeah. if they start at 0 0.08, it'll, the floor will start around 0 0.1, 0 0.2 at like the max. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Usually it doesn't pop off as hard as Mechaverse. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen a project like Mechaverse in a while. No. Mechaverse <clears throat> is, uh, like advertisements were very good too. Oh, dude, they, they, they did everything the right. like crazy. Yeah, they did everything right. They built like all their 3D models. Yeah, they like they had a huge following on Twitter and on Discord. I mean, I feel like that Discord, that's another that's... yeah. So like I think yeah, that was my next thing. question. Like, how do you find these projects, right? So, yeah. uh, what's your favorite way of looking for these like NFT projects? Uh, NFTs mainly live on Twitter, mm -hmm. and then every project, every project I've never seen one without one has their own Discord, mm -hmm. and. So I basically am just on Twitter. All, <laughs> it does go <all> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then how I decide to buy into a project is I join the Discord and I, I guess I spend like a day in it. I just see what people are talking about. And I will choose to buy into a project. There's, I like projects that have clear rarity and projects that have a community that like talks about the future of the project. I'll give you two examples. I I got into Cool Cats pretty early on because I joined the Discord and everybody was talking about uh their their own cool cat that they own. They would like post each other's and then they would say, Hey I like your cowboy hat and stuff which is like uh a trait and they would they would talk about the future of the NFT as they were building uh airdrops. Mm-hmm which is if you own one of the cool cats, they can send your wallet uh, just a free NFT. And then they talked about a game they were building around the cool cats where you needed to own one to play it. And then you could uh, earn like eggs and companions. And the second project I saw was uh, Creature World, which I didn't buy into. The... It didn't have any clear rarity. And Can you talk briefly about what rarity means? Yes. Uh, so if you go on OpenSea, which is the main like marketplace for NFTs, and you go into properties of any NFT, there's uh, traits. Mm -hmm. So for cool cats, there's a picture of a cat. It has a face, <laughs> a hat, and a shirt and a background color and all of these have different rarities mm -hmm. and it's tiered in cool cats there's five different tiers and the first one has like 40 percent or something and the second one has like 30 and then 20 and then 10 and then five and two mm -hmm. so it's clear which one's super rare which one's kind of common but in creature world all of them are around the same rarity so there's nothing there's no trait that's rarer than the others, which the problem with this I've noticed is if everybody thinks theirs is worth around the floor, if the floor moves at all, then everybody starts to panic 
because instead of it's the project's floor moving, it's, oh, this is the value of my NFT and it's going down. Mm-hmm. And if you go into their Discord, even I've tried a couple times already. Every time I've gone in there, it's just hold the floor and who's listing. And whenever I see something like that, it, it just puts me off of the project. Because right. because it kind of seems like there's some level of like manipulation kind of going yeah. on, right? Yeah. Mm. Tensions are high. Yeah. yeah. So does this mean that you don't mint new NFTs anymore? Or are you mostly looking post mint? I I like to buy into projects that already have a a community set up. Mm-hmm. Minting. Has, Minting is riskier, right? Uh, it's it's, a, it's just. It's only it's not risky because of the price of the NFT. It's risky because of gas. So what is what is gas? So gas is the transaction fee for every uh, Ethereum transaction there is, and then so there's a certain amount on any given day. It's around between I guess fifty dollars and seventy dollars per mm-hmm. transaction, and then the most expensive transaction goes through first. Yep. So the problem with minting is if everybody wants a project and there isn't enough to go around, people will put in an insane amount of gas to make sure that they get it. And mm-hmm. so if there's, so there was a Time Magazine drop recently. And so there's 1,000 NFTs, right? It, if there's 3,000 people that put a transaction through trying to buy it, the top 1,000 people that put in the most gas and spent the most money will get it. And the bottom 2,000 will get their gas taken and they get no NFT. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's like kind of like a, um, it's almost like a, like a auction thing. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, it's like an auction. Auction an entry fee. fee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Auction fee. Yeah, I see. Except you lose the money if you don't put in enough. Right. Yeah. I think that's how auctions work, right? You don't, you don't get it back. I'm not uh, sure. No, no. Auctions is if if you don't get picked, you just didn't spend that money. No, no, no. Like not the bid, not the bid price that oh. you're putting in, but there's an actual like uh yeah. like entry fee for act- yeah. the participants. Of yeah, it. that's true too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except everybody's bidding the same amount, and you can raise your entry fee as high as you want. Right, right. So right. if you're a whale, you could. Yeah. Yeah, I see. There was for the Time Magazine drop, the the first the person that got it in first put in nine ethereum of gas that's more than the and the and there he got 10 pieces for 0.1 ethereum each so he spent one ethereum on the actual nfts and he paid nine ethereum to some ethereum gas miner yep just to make sure and that person made money same day because he got 10 nfts and the floor was three. Oh god that's so, insane yeah but there was no way to know before what the floor price would be. And yeah. it, w- it was a huge gamble for him. It paid off, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, I think we're kind of r- running on the latter end of this podcast. But um, I guess for listeners and even for um, some of us who haven't entered this space, um, I think one of the questions that we share is, um, how do we enter this space without taking too much risk? And maybe what's a good way to get started? So we, I know we've talked about a little bit about identifying spaces and NFTs to, to enter into, but for someone who maybe doesn't have all day or even has a lot of free time to kind of, uh, you know, wait for something to drop or whatnot, what's a sustainable way to enter this space, do you think? 
or is there not? Which is a valid answer. He said 15 minutes at work, bro. That's all you need. Yeah, he had plenty. Of, he didn't need that much time. <laughs> uh, projects. Like if you were to tell your younger brother, who I don't know, he's a lot younger, but but let's just say like, or someone else, or your older brother, like, um, to enter the space, how would you tell them to do it? I guess. Uh, I would tell them to download Twitter and just follow as many people as they could that's in the NFT space, and just uh, read about projects. Really, read about how they talk about it. Read about and the art. It, it is important to focus on the art because the a product doesn't really do well unless people can identify with what they're buying even if it even if it is for the money uh, nobody holds something like the the second you see a profit you'll take it unless it's something that you see like, like worth holding yeah so the entry cost of getting into the NFT space is insane and I'm lucky to be in it, but on the outside looking in, it's, I think the entry fee is too much. It's a big I, leap. I, I do think that Solana is, is good to get into NFTs, even if, mm-hmm. even if it's not as investment to just understand trading NFTs back and forth, seeing floor prices seeing and then seeing seeing how like certain sales will affect your nfts like if you have a floor nft and then one of the one percent sells for an insane amount that affects the price of yours and Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to see but that's why i'm really that's what i'm doing when i say i'm on nfts 24 7 i I have a lot of the, on my second monitor, I have the sales, (laughs) I have the sales, I'm watching the sales of all the projects I'm in, and if, if any of them, any, if any of the sales, like, affect how mine is, I will try to react accordingly. What would you, okay, so I think final topic, what would make you sell out of a project? Because I think we've talked about everything to get into one, but what about getting out of a project? Uh, so what I've learned is if you're early enough and you can get enough of them, I would say get at least three. One that mm-hmm. you really like and you'll hold for a while. And then if you're minting them, one that you sell to get your initial investment back. And then one to sell at a price you'd like to sell at. And... Mm-hmm to i sell a lot of my nfts not at when they hit a price but at a timeline so if i so i if i think in i like this project i'm gonna buy into it and i'll check how it's doing in two weeks and then in two weeks I'll, i'll like peek at it up until then but at that two weeks i'll decide again i'll look at all the prices and i'll see and i'll think uh, is it time to get out of this project? There, there. I've never really. I am really bad at selling projects because early on I've been burnt about selling projects too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where and on on NFTs, your history is public and it's 
permanent. So, <laughs> yeah, because it's part of the blockchain, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, how to get out of NFTs? It's it's deciding when the amount of money you're selling the NFT for is worth it for you personally. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. I think no, I, I want to ask one last question. Um, and that's just to recap this NFT kind of topic. Because it's so new, there's a lot of people who also say that it's like very hyped right now. And there's a lot of NFTs that aren't actually like good or like just baloney. And so like, I guess what are your final thoughts on this entire NFT space, like the outlook of it in the future? And how are you staying like prepared or relevant, I guess? Uh, I... I'm currently looking to lessen my exposure to NFTs. I think I have more than I'm comfortable with in NFTs still. And I see when, when I first started, I could see, I, I knew every project coming out. I, if anybody was talking about any project, I knew about it. Uh, but now I'll hear about a project and, the floor will be five Ethereum and there's 10,000 of them and I've never heard about it before. And I personally think a lot of projects are going to zero and a lot of people are going to get hurt before the end of this year, maybe the end of next year. So I think at this point, invest only the amount of money you're willing to lose. Wow. <laughs> damn, damn. So it was very bearish on the NFT market. Yeah. Interesting. It's just not sustainable. That's true. But then a lot of people also say there's not that much money in there yet. So well, like that's also... Every project that has at least a five Ethereum uh, oh, yeah. it's like floor is worth... One uh, point... It's about one million, right? 1.5? One, one. Or uh, more like 1.8. Am I doing this? So five times 3,500 times 10,000. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I think Kevin's right. One hundred seventy-five million. A hundred? No. Yeah, because no five Ethereum is fifteen thousand already. Yeah. Times yeah, ten thousand. One hundred seventy-five million Four is the market cap for a project with a five Ethereum oh, floor. Yeah. And that's without rarity. That's going off floor price. That's true. I. It's just too much money, like too much money being made, and I hearing a lot of talks about, like, it, it's the same crypto bubble that i heard like we're going In to the moon yeah like everybody he, everybody here is making money like mm -hmm. there's no way it's going down and it, it i i think nfts long term is going to do well but short term i don't know mm -hmm. i'm setting my positions accordingly okay okay well and lastly i just want to insert a disclaimer that Afu, Andrew, and I, and Kevin are not financial planners of whatever, and this is mostly just for entertainment and just kind of our, our talks of hanging out. And so if you ever have further questions, it's probably better to seek a final, financial no, advisor. I was going to say, like, do financial advisors even know about this stuff? Yeah, no, they don't. No, they don't. Did they go to school about this already? <laughs> Dude, Afu is probably, like, one of the, like, top one percent of people that actually follow everything in nfts yeah it's actually crazy how much you know yeah a lot of the things that you said were really well said yeah so i'd like to thank uh Afu for coming on to the podcast 
talk about his experience with NFTs. You're welcome. So, any last me. words you want to tell people? We'll close out with you. Uh, <laughs> I. I think it's a good time to get into NFTs. As much as I said, I think there's a crash coming. If you, if you, if you do your research, if you put in an amount of money that you're willing to lose, and Facts. I think it's a good time to get in. Yeah. It, okay. It's not too late just yet. Yeah. I mean, if you just adding on to that to, to end up the sh end the show, right? If we look at crypto in 2017, when the big crash happened. Yeah. That was one third of the price of crypto as it is now. So if you, but it is true. A lot of shit projects. Okay. We got to bleep that, but a lot of projects went to zero, kind of like what Afu said. So like the, the projects that are bad, they're definitely going to zero, but the projects that are strong, they're going to come back stronger. Yeah. So yeah. All right. We'll see cool. you guys next week. Thank you so much Afu for coming on. You're welcome.